0: Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to p for p Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. It is another fantastic week. We're excited to be here, and you know what that means. And it's meaning like what we had last week going on. We have a little, <laughs> a little technical difficulty, so... On with the show, we'll see if we can't get this worked out, but uh, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to build your goals as well, <laughs> solid foundation, I can't even get it out right now a solid foundation to drive your goals like a what? Well, Kalen's not here yet. So a Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at p 4 pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. And wouldn't you know, Kalen can hear us, but we cannot hear him. so, Mr. Kalen Patterson, if you wouldn't mind hanging up and dialing back in, we will try this all over again. So I hope you guys had a fantastic uh, Easter weekend. For those of you that uh, celebrate Easter, um, I know here we had beautiful weather, and it was just a perfect time to be with family, to be with our uh, Father in Heaven, uh, to recognize that he had risen and, uh, you know, plant some flowers and do some stuff like that. So it was an awesome day. Um, Kaylin Patterson, I'm assuming you're in now. How was your Easter?
1: It was very festive. Uh, we had a lot of birthdays this month, so it's a lot of combo. And, and staying away from food was quite the uh, priority. <laughs>
0: I know because you got another show coming up here pretty darn quick. Where are you going to be at?
1: The Shy Town. How could you not know? <laughs>
0: I know. Well, I know, but our listeners don't necessarily know, so that's why we had to get to the answer. The Shy Town Showdown. Ray Perez. Kalen is in. Hot or Joe Ray Did Perez?
1: You call him Joe Ray Perez. Perez. <laughs> oh my! You're
0: a rough day. I don't even know where that came from, but I corrected myself. Joe Perez. Kaylin um, is in hot pursuit of a sword. I, uh, how are those, how are those uh, legs and the glutes coming along? Are they well on the mend?
1: Uh, the legs are doing fine. Uh, the bruising it went to the bones, so it's a little more than I expected. Um, um, bone bruising is different than uh, normal, you know, muscle and skin tissue bruising. So this is one of those. It could be one month, could be two months. I, I don't know. And, you know, truth be told, I've been nervous about riding a bicycle because I, I don't want to get hit still on the men, if that sounds even funny. It's not, but that's just the way I've been looking at
0: it. Yeah, and I don't know, Kayla, that we actually shared the story of what happened, but long story short, um, a couple of weeks ago, Kalen was riding his bike, and he was hit by a car. And <laughs> and it's not funny, but I'm just still blown away by the just the circumstances of what was going on, because the driver yelled at Kalen like Kalen had done something wrong, and then drove off, and Kalen was still pedaling his, bike, his uh, bike through all of this, and I'm still just amazed that you were hit with the I believe like the side mirror and door were you not that you came into contact with or that that came into contact with you I should say.
1: Well, I can explain it but a lot of people won't believe it.
0: Well, why don't you go ahead?
1: Uh, I wasn't I I wasn't hit by the side of the car I was hit by the car. I just happened to brush off on the side. So Okay. the front end his bumper was destroyed. On the driver's side, the side fender was knocked off uh the headlight was uh broken uh the, the rear view mirror on the driver's side was not completely off, and all of those things went flying ahead of me
0: after impact <laughs> and it did and it didn't dam- i mean it didn't totally destroy your bike. I mean you were still pedaling after this whole thing. And it makes me it makes me wonder if this like crazy driver hadn't already hit something else before, but you were kinda of like the straw that broke the camel's back and it all came flying off after he came in contact with you.
1: I I I've tried to rationalize that and it's just no, no, no. Because it was a newer car, the two thousand something and Everything on the car was pristine, and, you know, I thought he hit a guardrail. I thought he'd hit another car. All kinds of scenarios ran through my head, but reality is he simply hit me, and an angel protected me from the the death that was certain to happen from impact.
0: Yes. I mean, that really can be the only explanation, that his car was destroyed and your bike was still moving right along. With
1: a a bruised up Kalen and all. Yes, I mean like the. It wasn't until I went to make the turn that I realized that uh, my leg was even in pain and my butt really started hurting the more the the closer I got to the gym, because that's when I you know the pain started setting in and the adrenaline is starting to wear down, and I, I had to physically take the bike into the gym with better lighting. Just to see the damage and destruction that should have been, and there was nothing. just the the back seat with a back seat. The seat on the bike had marks where the the car had actually made impact. But even that is a miracle because the tire wasn't even damaged. so it, it's so hard to explain if you try to explain it physically. If you explain it spiritually, it makes perfect sense because then you know you were never in control of the situation and God just protected me all the way through it.
0: Well, all I can say is amen and amen to that and praise the Lord that you are in one piece. Um, Your posing game is a little off kilter, but you still made it to the stage anyway and uh, you're going to make it to the stage again. So, you know, I guess. Lord willing, got to keep on keeping on and see how things go. So, everyone, send Kalen some warm fuzzies. He's going to be hitting the stage again in another couple of weeks. As he said, Lord willing, at the Chi-Town Showdown, Joe Perez, not Ray Perez. Maybe that's a distant Ray- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> but anyway, from. we. I don't know either. It just did. It just rolled right on out like it knew where it was going. But uh, we'll see if the sword is in the cards this year at the Chi-Town Showdown for Kalen Patterson. We will see. So Warren Fuzzy's coming his way. Um. So tonight is going to be a day, a night, a day or night, depending wherever yeah. you are. Some, some, somewhere it's eleven o'clock at night. Somewhere it's about seven in the morning. Um. Right now in Iowa it's about seven at night. Um. So it's you know it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a show of updates and clarifications and a few things going on there. So I know that Kaylin has been getting a lot of follow up questions regarding our interview we had with uh Dorsey Sparks who is co founder of Betterment R S and she was educating us about C B D oil and products and she had shared that C B D oil um was not on the WADA banned substance list and in that statement she was correct in saying that but there is a but there is a but and the but Mm -hmm. is that there are different forms of CBD oil Um, one with what's considered to be a legal dose of THC and one that's considered to be minus THC. So or THC free I should say. Now yes. THC is banned in competition. If you test positive for THC, you would be you would lose, you know, if you place in the top three or top five, you would lose your trophy, your placing and you would probably be banned. However, C B D oil without THC is okay. So a more technical explanation is the chemical compound cannabidiol is not prohibited by WADA. But remember, it is very difficult, if not impossible, to obtain a pure CBD extract or oil from the cannabis plant. So even THC-free CBD oils, they have probably, you know, 0.03 or less of THC, so it's It's kind of like, you know, when you have below a certain amount of an ingredient in a a food product, if it is not, um, you know, if it's not considered um, a a substantial part of the food, then they don't have to record it. And so, THC-free, CBD oil, hold on, hold on, is the amount of THC in it is so low that it's considered to be free, but it is still... Present. So, just wanted you guys to know that. So, anyone who buys a CBD extract should be aware that it could be a mixture of CBD and other cannabinoids. Um, and all cannabinoids, including THC and more than 115 other cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, are prohibited in competition. All right, Kaylin, what were you going to say?
1: I was just laughing at how you're so tongue twisted today. It seems like. Uh... <laughs> It's just not going well for you. Um, this one, it, 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 you know, the 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 FDA does a plus or minus. So, you know, it's just really hard to get zero anything. Yeah. And you can't go negative. So basically, the FDA has always done a plus or minus. So when they say zero or, or sugar-free or, or something like that, there's a variance on that. And that's what Des is explaining. So guys, don't shoot the messenger for sharing the truth uh she's spot on with what she's saying that they come up with the, what they consider to be zero, and that'll be the plus or minus it could be one percent it could be under one percent uh depending on uh, whatever product you're talking uh from what my understanding is it's plus or minus point zero zero three or zero three I, I I'm having trouble remembering, but that's what it's
0: you zero have to three
1: do it. yeah, okay, there yep. we go. There we go,
0: confirmation and, from P. And CBD is fat-soluble, so it will store, or THC, I should say, is fat-soluble, and it will store in your fat. So it's it's kind of up to you. If you're finding that CBD is a viable solution that's helping you with some sort of pain, joint inflammation, illness, sickness, whatever you might have, Um, and you're taking what they're calling a THC-free version of the oil, then you're just going to have to kind of take your chances. I don't know to what degree or how long it would take for the THC to build up in your fat cells Um, and if it would actually come up in a drug screening but still there. So you guys just kind of have to weigh the pros and cons with all of that if, you yeah, are um, a natural athlete gotcha. using the oil.
1: And that's that. That's the key point. Guys, guys, guys and gals, please. We are talking about competing, not sick, not elderly, not people that need this product to get through a day pain-free. All right? I, I can oh, tell I'm you right pretty, now. I'm my, pretty
0: sure I just said... I know I've been tongue-tied today, but I I know you guys can hear me. I pretty much just said if you are a competing natural athlete, (laughs) otherwise Uh, it doesn't really matter unless you are routinely drug tested at work. And even then that might be something to think about. I'm just letting you know a clarification of the information that was shared and how it may impact someone who has to go through a drug test whether they're competing yes. or it's just a, a routine drug screening for their job.
1: And there you have it.
0: All I have to say about that. And right. there you have it. Yeah, There you have well, it.
1: Relatives, oh. and, and their last parts of their life, and they want to be pain-free. We are not speaking to that. This is real talk no. about natural bodybuilding. No, I'm, body, I'm so pro.
0: Things. Yeah, I am pro CBD oil. Actually, I am. I believe in the health benefits that it contributes. If you are able to take it, then I think it's a benefit. However, as a natural athlete, I don't know if it's worth it to use it. So you might just want to decide, do I just retire? Because I have all these other issues going on, and CBD is really helping me address those. Because I say choose health first. So if you're choosing health first, then... You know what? You don't have to compete. Or if you want to compete, there's still, or if you want to stay involved in natural bodybuilding, there are other ways to stay involved other than just competing. You can still support the sport Um, if you have to take CBD oil or if you're choosing to take CBD oil for health reasons.
1: Well, I I got a big issue on this one because I've always said, if you're sick, why are you trying to do anything other than get better? And that's always been a confusing point when it comes to anything. I I know when I was injured, um, it just didn't, even though the coaches would push, you know, even when I was under scholarship, it just didn't make sense. If if I'm that injured that I can no longer function during the day, I didn't understand the point of uh, painkillers as an option. I mean, like if it was something minor, I can understand like taking aspirin for a headache. I get that, but when you're talking about an overall health issue and you're saying, hey, it would be a good option to try and step on stage with a diet that would actually take away from the recovery and aid to the the nutritional points of basically coming back to good health, these things are confusing to me. So, you know, I I get how people say this stuff changed their life, but if it's not changing it for the better down the road, long run, good health 10 years from now, then it's always going to confuse me. I know there are people that do it. I'm not speaking against them. They might have found the fountain of youth in doing it that way with changing their life around. But I'm talking about the ones that have a need to find a prescription or a drug or anything to basically keep you functioning as a a, a normal, everyday human being, this is an issue. And, I mean, I've got relatives that have been using CBD since I think they started speaking about it, especially when those videos about the the children with seizures were becoming normal with the use of CBD oil. So, you know, I'm not speaking against my family or friends when I say this. If there's something health-related that's causing you uh to pause or put uh any kind of question mark around competing, then I say, Go with health, like Ben said the health first it it makes no sense to sit there and wanna compete if you're not complete I, does that sound right, or can I rhyme with that? Can we go with that one you,
0: so you can, I, I, you can I'm rhyme not, with that you can go with
1: that okay if you, if you if you don't compete if you're not complete, so you know we're not speaking against that, but what what we are talking about is the health concern for the person, the individual, and the family, because whether you understand it or not, you make a difference in your family. You make a difference at your job. You make a difference with your friends. Um, Sadly, once again, someone I know has passed away from an enlarged heart. Uh, Someone uh, is is having uh, liver issues right now. And once again, everybody's, you know, running to their aid, and I'm saying, well, if we're thinking about the children, if we're thinking about the family members, when do they come in to matter enough to where you make the decision for life and not for a selfish reason of doing something that basically just rewards you and not everyone you interact with? This is something that we're going to have to address, uh, hopefully sooner than later, because people are dying. And I, the numbers are staggering. And for some reason, it gets a free pass because they died doing something they left. Uh, Dad, I know I went off on a rant, but, hey, this is uh, one of those topics where, I, like I said, I'm sick of watching people die. And we just keep sweeping it under the rug. It just blows me away. Whole different tangent. Not what we were talking about. CBD all good for people nope. who need it. <laughs>
0: I just want to be clear that Kaylin is not talking about people dying from an enlarged heart because they took CBD oil. <laughs> that is not. Yeah. That is not where that came from. Um, no. So, but Kaylin is right, and and uh, and and not to belabor this because I know some of you get tired of hearing us talk about it, but we're we're always going to talk about it. We're always going to yeah. until it becomes a non-issue, and that's, that's not going to be anytime soon. But I do want to call your attention to a post that was shared on Midwest Muscle. It was from an individual. His name is John Rivera. It's a very short testimony that he shared, but it's very telling. There are some before and after pictures. Um, he shares some stats about his blood pressure and uh, some how much you weigh, different things like that. Go ahead and read it. And it will basically just back up what Kalen is talking about of the stresses and strains on your health that can be caused by anabolic steroid use. So you guys go ahead and read that. We are actually not going to belabor this point tonight, but just know it will always be something that's important to us, and you will still hear about it from time to time. But moving on, transitioning, Kalen Patterson, I have two words for you, and they actually make up a name. Trina Parks.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay,
0: yeah. Oh, my James goodness. Bond. So I, I believe there's a story behind this name. Yes, James Bond. So lay it on us. What does what does Trina Parks have to do with James Bond and you?
1: Oh, I was her bodyguard. Uh, JoJo Sison had a nice event on a Sunday. Um, it was one of the busiest weekends I've had. I think I've worked more over the weekend than I did during that whole week. And that that was the competition week, Uh, first competition of the year. I had to shake off the cobwebs from posing, struggling with posing. Um, Everybody that knows show day, there's a lot of running, a lot of missteps, expediters doing their job, all that craziness. Went into Sunday, Sunday service, you know, getting up early, making sure the church is ready and, and you know just doing normal things and then leaving right from church uh going straight to the the venue to have the the event and it was uh it was really nice it was really nice Trina Parks and I I I'm really just blown away that this woman is still so vibrantly active uh doing things dancing with children just making everyone feel at peace. And the thing that blew me away most is that she didn't ask for a, a dime for an appearance fee. Nothing had to be set in stone. She was going to be there. Anything that was made for her charity, not for her. Everything she was doing at that event was simply going to charities that she's been in charge of for for many, many years. And that was the whole gist of it. And she just made sure everybody felt welcome, uh, felt uh, happy and enjoyed their time there. And then she did a a, a walk at the end and she hit the catwalk and it looked like she never lost a beat in life because she just did an amazing uh, example of what good health and fitness will do because she's naturally a dancer at heart, her passion is still in dancing, and she can cut a rug if she has to. Just an amazing woman. Um, I now, think who there's... is Trina Park? Oh, I'm sorry, I just spoke about her and not well. She was one of the Bond girls. Actually, she's quite a, a historical woman as well, because she was the first woman of color that was a villain in the in the James Bond movies. So she was in the movie Diamonds Are Forever. And she's Odin's uh, wife, and he's going to let us know. But anywho, (laughs) he was letting um, everyone know that it wasn't easy doing the scenes, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And and Sean Connery is just as real a person as he was in that movie, so he's well-founded in his following and his appreciation, fan appreciation.
0: So now, Trina Parks is 71, so when Kaylin talks about her dancing and just captivating that run-walk and not missing a beat, (laughs) that she's 71 years old and still uh, throwing down and taking names. And I think Diamonds Are Forever came out over 45 years ago. What, 1971, I think, was the year I saw? So, I mean... Long time ago, but she played a villain in that uh, movie and uh, was featured side by side with uh, Sean Connery, and it was just kind of like an amazing thing. So, I, you know, I'm kind of jelly of you, Kalen Patterson, that you got to be a bodyguard of such a phenomenal actress. So, there you have it. <laughs> well, this
1: one, that was all JoJo. Um... I give all glory to God because he knew my personality, and he said this would be a perfect fit. Going, he didn't have to walk me through anything. He just knew that uh, it would be a good match, and I would make sure she was well-protected. Um, you know, for people that wonder, you know, I do have a, a background in martial arts. I've also been a bouncer and bodyguard for uh, for many other entertainers. So, this is nothing that was strange or off or new for me. I, I really appreciate the people that take the time to come to our area. I was, I'm used to the standard of celebrity. So, like I said, when, when she was saying what she was saying and doing what she was doing, and when the cameras just stopped rolling, still being that same person with the smile, I was really uh, working extra and overtime to make sure she felt more than welcome for uh, doing what she did and entertaining the guests the way she did. It's really something to see real, down-to-earth people that basically can stay themselves even when they get that uh, that applause, that appreciation, and what we call shine, and still be normal individuals in their heart. Uh, she's very passionate, and it's just so... I'm I'm so grateful to have that day, and uh, you don't get those back. And you know the thing that really got me is when she apologized for not giving me a, a, an autographed uh, picture, because it, it, the night was just going so crazy, and she actually wanted my address to send that to me. So you know you don't you just don't hear about stuff like that, and to be a first-hand witness of it, it it's truly a blessing.
0: Amen to that. All right. So those were two words I had for you. Now I've got three words. the DeKalb Spring Naturals. <laughs> we had said that we were going to cover this show. That's the show that you were at. Um, and in. And, uh, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So just tell us. How did it all go down? Well, you know, Ray, Ray, Ray Bungowski
1: is always going to do well. Uh, he's a great promoter. Um, you don't do something for 20 years trying to fool the world. You do it after you've convinced yourself that it's worth it, and that means you have a passion to want to do it and sustain it. So to watch him, you know, basically do what he does and then have the people that are in his in his camp, you know, come back year after year aiding him to do it, they got to be doing something tonight and he's well over 20 years promoting, and he's not slowing down, and he just loves it. He just loves it, and I and for the people that don't know DeKalb, I had I've, everybody, I, I've kind of made history in a bad way, because uh, I had to learn to have a filter, because I'm a very passionate person as well, and After going to enough shows, you can see first place backstage if you know what to look for in the criteria for the organization. Dez and I have to do our research and studies to make sure that we're not screwing things up when we're presenting the podcast, but we also want to make sure that if we're in the judge's seat that we know what we're talking about as well. And one of those days where everything just kind of clashed in my mind, and I forgot myself. And I just happened to be very close to the stage. And uh, first place backstage wasn't going to be first place on stage. And it was so frustrating because I could hear the grumbling in the audience as to why the judges were going to put this guy where they felt he should be. And if anybody had been there at that show, and I'm sure there are people that still remember this story, I'm actually getting two that are chiming in now, and yeah, I'm not gonna hold back. I, I I yelled, I screamed, I barked because I knew this guy was doing everything in his ego trip and mind to lose the show, and he did. Uh, he did not win in any class. He did. Uh, I no, I'm, I take that back. He won in novice only because the novice class didn't know how to pose, so he he stood a good chance in that. But the other ones. He did not and he plays poorly. And I did have a chance to talk to him after that. But to get back to the cow and the reason I'm telling you the story is that Ray had to kick me out the venue. He had to kick me out the venue because I had made such a scene that I would be a distraction for the show. I'm there to cover the show, but I got kicked out of the venue. And he basically gave me the auditorium but I can no longer come in there because no one was happy with my behavior at that show. And I was wrong. Hear me when I say it. I was dead wrong when it happened, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. It's embarrassing, yes, but I was dead wrong. So that's one of the stories I always hear when I step on stage and go backstage is, man, Kalen, I can't believe they let you back in here after what you did. (laughs) But if people think that that somebody's got something against them, I'm here to tell you, no, they don't. Because if they let a person like me walk back in a venue after doing a scene and scenario like that, look, nobody's picking on you. It's just not happening. Anyway, with that in mind, and one of the things that we always joke about, it was a well-run show. Um, The people that Ray has in his corner, he's had for years. So they pretty much know what's expected. They don't come up with uh, creative ideas on that night. They basically pass that information around when they're getting ready for the setup and how they're going to do it. So all of these things are well thought out. There's always going to be a competitor that has it all figured out and they've done it before. And even those don't get stepped on or uh, ridiculed or embarrassed uh, there, there weren't any slip-ups. There were some people that were, you know, trying to get by, and they were found out. So we had three names that didn't show up. Uh, they'd been scratched off. So I, you know, I I didn't have a chance to see that list, and I, I probably would have shared it tonight if I could. But uh, Ray had turned that information into their OCB, so Matt Shepley's well aware of who they are. Um, but other than that, the show ran really, really smooth, and uh, we do have interviews um i <laughs> I'm still in prepo so my brain didn't work like it should, so I'm having the darndest time trying to find them. I tried to upload them again, <laughs> and it said they were duplicated, so hey guys i' I'm trying just just give my poor little car depleted brain a break. And uh, uh, not a pass. We will have it up there. We will find them, and we'll get them out there. But we do have names for the winners, and we do have we do an have idea. Yes. And it, it, like I said, it was a well-run show, and I, I just love that he, year after year, finds a way to keep this Daz, you want to go with the winners?
0: I sure will, but first, so how long ago was this that you got booted out of the venue? I didn't even know this story.
1: Oh, this was uh, at least four years back, four or five years back.
0: (laughs) Oh, so I still knew you, but I don't think you shared that you got booted out of the venue.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's it's a well-known, well-documented understanding. (laughs)
0: All right, let's get on. Let's get on with the winners. And guys, you know that uh, I'm flying by the seat of my pants trying to pronounce some of these names. So if I get them wrong, I am so so sorry. I am gonna try my best here. Um, Bodybuilding Masters was Greg and Kaylin. You were there, so you can probably correct me. Is it is it bugger? Bugger.
1: Yes. Bugger. <laughs>
0: Bugger, okay. Bodybuilding Masters, um, that was won by Greg Bugger. Bodybuilding Novice, uh, the nod went to DeAndre Johnson. Um, And then Bodybuilding bodybuilding Open was Richie Calabrini. And uh, Richie, I've been watching via Facebook for a little while, um, only because he he posts a lot about his progress. So I see um, progress pop up on his coaches Facebook pages and so he's been working with uh, Peter Fitchin and then also posing with Matthew Burdess, which uh, some of you are going to be familiar with both of those names so tell us about um, these categories Kaylin from your perspective and even if you weren't really able to uh, take in the masters and the novice I know that the open was right there in your um, wheelhouse so give us a little bit of inside information there
1: well, Rich, there was I actually sat to the next to the guy that gave me his life story. I was thinking, what are the odds of that? Of me sitting in the uh, in the seat <clears throat> because our numbers had been mixed up, and he was scared that I would get his routine music, and he would get mine. And thankfully, he didn't get mine because they lost it. So, at me in that place. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a history with music, and it's not good. And that's another story, but that's for another time. Um, it, it, he, he had a great look. He was one of the most composed people downstairs. Uh, never really gotten anybody. Never got in the way never anybody. You know, sometimes you have people that are nervous, and they, they kind of get in their own way with uh, getting ready. He was helpful. You know, he's helping people pump up holding the bands for everybody. So, you know, Pete Pete did a good job with that. Matt applauded applaud him for his uh, posing routine. I didn't get to see all of it because uh, we were trying to get the venue set up for the, the interviews that we do have that just haven't been seen. So, anyway, it, it's, it was <laughs> nice to see somebody being uh, thorough in what they did. I mean, it's prep time. He stayed on it, his his thought process, he stayed on it, and he never wavered. There was one guy that he tried to help, and I guess because he'd done enough NPC shows, he knew what was going on, and uh, he didn't do so well. And uh, it was just one of those where you see a guy being professional, even though he's an amateur, but he'd been going at it for, for an understanding that, of what he wanted. So, you know, hats off to Calabrini. Um, the master's class and the novice were both uh, genuine guys. I I, I really like um uh, how they respected everyone there, had a, you know, they were soaking in the moment and that's what I like to see backstage is where you see uh the athletes basically interacting and engaging. There was one fella that did um men's physique, he did men's master's physique and he had lost his wife and um, the master's bodybuilder just saw it. I don't know how he saw it, he just saw it. He saw something going on back there and he had a conversation with him and he had a chance to share that and he, he said he really thanked him because he didn't break down on stage just because he was able to share that moment with us after uh, uh, the master's uh, class had basically come off the stage. So it was really, you know, you you don't know what it takes for people to get on stage or or what they do to get through prep, but it was just amazing to watch that moment happen and two uh, elder statesmen basically hold their own on stage and then find out, you know, that kind of struggle was going on in his heart. So it, it was nice to see that. You know, you don't hear about stuff like that on on stage, but it's nice to be witness to it and see that camaraderie that we talk about and that that bond that we all share and getting prepped for the stage. Because, you know, you just don't know what's going on until, you know, you basically ask, and and he did that, and it was just really amazing. Uh, On stage, all of those guys look good. Um, The novice, uh, his legs are about the only thing – That would have been an issue, but uh, he, during the interview that we'll see whenever we get him up there, is that he was basically critiquing himself better than than most people in a novice class would, and he was saying, you know, he needed to work on his posing because he knew he couldn't hold it that long. And that was just amazing that this guy, just from what he was seeing at that show and knowing that, hey, I I have to do better if I'm going to step on the open class and, and compete, and then, you know, keep going from there. So, you know, he he wasn't overly critical or hypercritical, but he, he, he's got a head on his shoulders that would do him well in the years to come.
0: All right, and there you have it. So um, all Masters and Open class winners – Uh, the DuCalb Spring Naturals earned their OCB Pro cards and the chance to compete as OCB Pros in the 2020 OCB um, competition year. And uh, I have a note here that says, Pro payouts are guaranteed and for real big money. Now, I'm not sure what that means, but we've been told. So congratulations to... um, to our pro card winners, so we have Greg Bugger and Richie Calabrini. They both earned their pro cards: Greg for Bodybuilding Masters, Richie for the Bodybuilding Open. Um, how many? How many competitors total were in the bi- open bodybuilding class?
1: Uh, there was a total of nine. Um, we ended up with seven because of, like I told you, there was an issue with the, the polygraph, where two hadn't been. Uh, totally honest, and then uh, basically on, on the day they they decided to make a scene. All of this had happened prior to me arriving, so I wasn't witness to it, but I, I do know it happened because so many uh, athletes were talking about how these guys were bragging about how they had the win sewn up and then to not even be able to step on stage. So, you know, we I don't understand why – people choose to make that choice of cheating. Uh, thankfully, they were caught. And uh, one of the things that Ray and I had a chance to speak about was when uh, that moment on stage, and as you know, that, that, that feeling, and it was nice to know that the people that won were actually going to have that moment and it wasn't going to be stolen mm-hmm. from them uh, like like most times. So, you know, they're getting better at it, uh, especially, you know, Ray, Ray, that's one of the things that Ray hates. Is people coming in there and, and trying to do that, and he doesn't show any sympathy for it, which is always applauding. I, I, I love to applaud that because if if you know going in that you're doing dirty, and you're going to drop dirty, why bother? So it was nice to know that they've been caught prior to stepping on stage, and that was the only reason the numbers were diminished.
0: All right, very good. Okay, so. Classic Physique, Novice and Open, Garrett Brokoff is your new OCB Pro in that category. Um, David Shaw was the Physique Masters winner but earned his Pro card prior to this show but since he had not competed as a Pro he could still compete as an amateur. Um, So since he already had his Pro card um, Godwin Odier, am I pronouncing that right? Does Mm -hmm. that sound right, Kaylin? Um, he was yes. second place behind David Shaw, and he earned a pro card instead, since Shaw already had one. So, and yes. I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but any athlete who earns a pro card until they actually compete in a pro show, they can still compete as an amateur. So, little little tidbit, little fast fact. Were you there? Um, Men's physique, novice and open. Your winner there was Kirby Thomas. So congratulations, Kirby, on earning your pro card in men's physique. And now we're going to transition over to the ladies, and we have Judy Hold Reed up. winning. Yes. Oh, go ahead, Kayla. Yes. Yeah, I, I
1: I just wanted to talk about the uh, the men's classic with you. That's what that's the one you just read, right? Men's classic.
0: Um. No, or actually, just... that was men's masters. Physique Masters, yes, Classic Physique Masters. You're
1: right. Those numbers are growing. I was really surprised because there was, I think, there there were two Mm -hmm. rows of that. I can't remember the number, but they they had to split them up into two rows, uh, one for the backstage, one. So it was it's interesting to see the interest that is happening in in men's physique and men's classic physique, and I think. The only thing that they're going to have to do is work on the the new posing that is required for those classes. But other than that, those guys are looking uh, pretty good. That's what I wanted to add on that.
0: So it was classic physique that was two rows or men's physique? Men's physique Both. was two rows. Both. Wow. Now that, I think, is impressive because generally classic physique, you don't see numbers like that.
1: That's right. Or you know, you see, know, the, you, you the see them
0: comparable to like bodybuilding numbers, but not as big as men's physique. So that is saying something.
1: Yes, especially this time of year, I was really kind of blown away yes. by that. But, but like, I was looking at, at some thinking they were bodybuilders, just a little undersized, uh, until they called their class, and everybody got up, and we had all the space we wanted for bodybuilders. Like, what what just happened? So it was uh, pretty
0: interesting. How very interesting. How very interesting. And we'll have to to hold on to that thought for another topic that I don't think we're going to have time for this show, but we'll want to hold on to that for uh, our next show. So transitioning to the ladies, Judy Reed, she won Masters, Novice, and Open Figure. Wow, she was having a run on the day. So tell us about Judy. Well,
1: once again, one of the one of the greats there. I mean, they they, the women that came were ready to be out there, and uh, when you hear about the masters, I'm <laughs> like, yes. I don't know. I I just gotta you know I I'm always gonna cheer for the masters, obviously, because it shows that you know mm-hmm. you didn't give up and you you didn't give up on anything. So yeah, I'm partial to that, and uh, to see the 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 masters class winning overall. Is even better for me because, you know, I know the work that has to happen. Um, When you talk about people that have found structure in their lives to deal with family, to deal with uh, their their kids, their grandkids, uh, still doing their jobs, still doing their prep, and all of this is done on a daily basis for months and months, it's not easy. It's incredibly hard. And when you find people that can be supportive of that, they really latch on to them and they find something that works and it works well. And to just see her doing that and and speaking about that, you know, and knowing, you know, because usually your your brain is falling apart. And, and this is a woman that was holding her own for a long time because these classes are not small anymore. And, and, and just to watch, where they get compared, 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 and hold your composure from start to finish. And you talk about doing that for three classes, that is not easy. I mean, three categories, that's not easy. That's not easy. Um, no, I mean, just, I mean,
0: I'm i just thinking about the muscle fatigue. I mean, and usually these classes yeah. go bing, bing, bing. So there really is no rest, no real rest in between.
1: No. And, you know, uh, because there were – she, she was a novice, obviously, and there were other women that were with her. So there was, uh, there were. Oh my goodness, the numbers were just amazing, and I can't imagine the fatigue that had set in on all of them because you know they they started getting better, the more they were posing. So the the women who had come out a little softer at the beginning, had hardened up by the time you know they were getting to the open class. And masters, so you know it was really impressive to see where the drop off didn't happen. So these women were ready, and like I said, when you consider this is like April, come on now. I mean, let's, let's be real about that. It, it, usually people are just starting their prep. I mean, starting their their shows yep. that they're gonna do, and and she's got two more shows she had planned. I I don't know if she's gonna stick with it. But she had two more shows she had listed that she had in the future, so we'll see how that works. But you know, when you when you talk about that level of competition, because the first seven were hard to pick. Uh, sitting in that judge's seat would have been tough, and thankfully, you know, that's the day that I didn't have to do it. I, I'd love the challenge of it, but boy, it's a hot seat when you have to sit in it, and when you have seven deep. Two of the people aren't going to be making the top five, so you know you're really you're really talking about some hurt feelings because when you go that long and look that good, that's not an easy pill to swallow. Does?
0: No, it sure isn't. And um, and I so I just want to make one observation here. So Judy Reed, she was a novice, masters, and open. And when we talk about yes. crossing over, this is the type of crossover that I'm I'm cool with because she was all within figure. She did three different classes within figure. Um the type of crossover that I have angst with is if we had seen Judy competing in figure and say bikini or figure yes. and women's physique, you know, I I don't think crossover should happen, you know, up or down, but crossover through a class or within a class, I'm cool with because you just don't know where you stack up, even if you're a first-timer. You could come in and be like Judy Reed and have the best physique out of everybody, and it happens that way. So I, you know, I'm excited to see that. I know some organizations don't agree. They think if you're a novice, then you shouldn't be allowed to um, cross over into the open or to other categories, and I disagree with that. Just because it's your first time competing doesn't mean – that you don't have an overall physique. It does not mean that at all. So uh, hats off to Judy Reed. Anything else to add about Judy or the figure figure gals, Kaylin?
1: Well, if, if, if it was their first show, and obviously it was for some, they really have a better understanding of what it takes to step on their stage. Because, I mean, I wasn't the only one being sweaty Betty at that show there's
0: a lot of people that lost their <laughs> pants. So there you have it. There you have it. So now, that was figure. Moving on to bikini. So we have another gal who crossed over a couple categories. Her name was Christy Boucher, and she was your yep. winner in Bikini Open and Bikini Masters. And I think so far here, we have seen the Masters pretty much cleaning up in the Open. Yep. Um, because we saw that in uh, Men's Physique. Well, no, David Shaw, that was just within the Master's Division. Um, I don't think we received information for the Men's Physique open. So we're going to have – oh, yes, we did. That was Kirby Thomas. Sorry, Kirby. Sorry. I was having to go over my notes. So anyway, but within the ladies, you have Judy Reed, and then you also have Krista Boucher, both competed in the open. Both competed in the masters, and they swept both of those categories. So that's awesome. I, you know, I'm with Kaylin. I'm always in the masters camp. Doesn't mean I don't appreciate all of it, but being a masters myself, um, I'm I'm always cheering for those folks, guys. So go masters. This is not just a young person sport. It's really not. Now, you know, and you can start at any time. I mean, look at Judy Reed. She this was. She was her first show or second. She hadn't yeah. been competing long. This was this was novice. And she rocked that and she won the Masters category and open. And basically novice means that you um may have competed before. You might be a beginner, but you hadn't you did compete previously. You hadn't placed better than um like fourth or fifth or something like that. Um they're starting oh, to win. break that's out ridiculous. these categories even more. Yeah, you didn't win, that's for sure. I mean, some shows you'll see beginners and novice. Other shows you'll see just novice, which is for beginners and or individuals who did not break the top three. So, you know, maybe, Judy, this wasn't her first show, but maybe it was. But in either case, this is her best show she's ever had to date. So there you have it. Um, there you have Jocelyn it. Martin there you have it, was your Bikini Novice winner. And I believe that wraps up the DeKalb Spring Natural, unless there was something that I missed because I didn't have the details. Kaylin Patterson, is there anything else?
1: Well, it, the support, um, it was it was pretty much standard room only. Uh, when, when the scores had been brought in, uh, a lot of people with cards and banners which is always nice to see. It's it's becoming a thing and I like that, you know, and uh there was a section where I think it was fifteen to twenty people and what I appreciate is that because they supported their competitors so well that they actually stuck around and cheered other people on because, you know, they realized they were the only one that was down there. And that comes from the camaraderie of what we do backstage and that or downstairs when you think about the Egyptians is that people have conversations and you find out who needs help and who's by themselves. And when you get out to the audience, I was glad that she shared that information. People stuck around and cheered for her. So it, it was really nice to see those kind of moments. It was nice to see uh, the celebration. And I think the only blemish I had was from an athlete that had been competing in the NPC. It was, it was a, he was a natural athlete but he'd been competing in the NPC in the novice category. And, you know, so to me, when when you're going up against that kind of caliber uh, on stage, you, you pretty much have it set in stone. And to be bragging like he was, only to lose, uh, really, really set the, uh, what, what's the best way to say it? Because he really embarrassed himself more than anything else. And it's not a good thing to see when your family is used to you placing well, only to realize that you're being hurted, And then when you get scored for the poses, you're being pointed against. Because posing does play a factor in natural bodybuilding. It's a big factor. And if you don't have your poses down, I I say it a hundred times, and I said it at the seminar over the the weekend, you can really place yourself poorly if you don't work on your poses. And that's about the only two things that I can remember most, uh, other than the the competitors and the show itself.
0: All right, and there you have it. Um, Real quick, we only have a couple minutes left. Um, you were at the 2019 Windy City Posing Workshop. How did that go?
1: Well, I, Ivy stole the show, of course. She's uh, she's a natural at, at, at getting people primed and ready. Uh, I I really thank Brian for doing his best to, you know, get that information out there, especially with the new men's classic physique, uh, the posing. he He's he definitely done his homework on that. So it was nice to see that the, the people that were there we're getting good factual information that will help them on stage, and uh, I, I was just surprised at the number of people that showed up, especially being the Easter weekend. So you know, the, the, a lot of people are, are serious about what they're doing, and they really want to present themselves best, and they they do want to know what's going on before they get on stage. And honestly, as, as a as a judge, uh, as, as, well as, as a person that sat in the judge's seat and is willing to sit in the judge's seat. It's nice to see people you can give information to before the scoring is done and not after because it's, it's too late and they missed it. So, it, you know, it, it, I love when we can give that information to them where they can actually make it useful for the show they have planned. It's a thing of beauty when, when you can see them do it and, 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 do, and rock the stage instead of basically guessing if they're doing it correctly or not. And uh, Women's Bikini... Um, because of so much of the fallout from the NPC posing, uh, you you you'll get hammered on stage with with some of those uh, less than uh, uh, I don't know civil poses that uh, they they've been allowed to do to basically degrade themselves on stage. It's nice to see that that's still not allowed on a, on a natural stage, and women can still be women while they're up there. that
0: You know, that's interesting, and I'm going to bring this up, and I'm probably going to cause a little bit of a uh, little turbulence. I will say not really a storm, but there is an organization that is easing up on the bikini posing a little bit because of what the MPC allows and the, the back and forth between natural bikini competitors. So I know we're going to be talking about that more in an upcoming show, but since you brought that up, I thought I would go ahead and share. <laughs> and, guys, I know that we um, owe some more background or more answers to, or opinions, I guess, more opinions than answers, to a question that was raised last week by a listener, Greg, about why aren't there size minimums for the bodybuilding class? And we just ran out of time today, so we're going to have to take a look at that on uh Thursday or possibly early next week, but I just wanted to let you know that we did not forget. So there yeah, is that.
1: I, I I was asked about that at the seminar too, so uh, uh, that's a good point, Des. I'm, I'm sorry I, I didn't get to, we didn't have time for that one. This one, but we do have uh, an answer. I'll, I'll talk with Des and uh, give her some insight because I, I was. That's just that we had that question and then it come up at a seminar. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Uh, But anywho, that's big.
0: All right. Well, I guess if I'm taking it, snickerdoodle is snickerfoodle. And on behalf of Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P for P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.
1: What snickerdoodle?